0: This is the Edified Podcast for the Servant. Well, good Thursday morning to all of you. Effective listening, we talked about uh, just two days ago, uh, necessitated uh, the idea of teachability, that a person must be teach- teachable, uh, like, a, like a player. A player must be coachable. Uh, a person does not need uh, their mother in the stands or their dad on the sidelines screaming to the coach about, you, about the coach coaching you. Every player needs to be coachable. And so every every listener needs to be teachable, not only teachable, but also um, if a person is going to effectively listen, then they need to um, effectively prepare uh, for the event of listening. I want to shift the gears, and uh, just for this brief episode this this week, two this week, uh, effective listening number three necessitates action. Okay, so it's like when you hear the gospel. When a person hears the gospel, if they truly heard the gospel, they would hear it, they would accept it, and they would act upon. The idea of pastis in the Greek, the faith. The biblical faith was always a an active faith. You never find a faith in the Bible <clears throat> that is approved of by God that did not have action with it. And so, therefore, effective listening necessitates action. All of this highlights that listening is an active endeavor. So unlike adulting a class where where a person uh or auditing a class where a person is not required to complete the coursework, welcoming the word into the heart requires action. Uh that's another one of those Ramey uh quotes from the expository listening book, I think page ninety-seven. Anyway, the sermon does not end at the final amen. It is then, at that moment after amen, that it actually begins. So this is evident when James writes, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely, merely hearers only uh, who delude themselves, James one twenty two. A deluded hearer describes a person who is self-deceived, and so merely hearing the word profits nothing. A person can attend, quote, church uh, their entire life. They can sit under the preaching of God's word. They can even be involved in ministry. But if they are not an effectual doer, Uh, They're just delusional, and they are delusional to think that they are saved, Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23. Uh, So heart hospitality to the Word necessitates putting it into practice. Failing to to practice what one hears is like looking in the mirror, we're told, seeing all that needs to be done in preparation for the day, only to walk away and do nothing. It it is being exposed to the mirror of Scripture, seeing the sin in one person's life and, and taking no steps to change. Uh, James says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and he, and he, he he goes away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. James one, 23 and 24 to forget is not simply failing to remember, but rather expresses disregard for what is seen, uh, dismissive. The forgetful is willful, um, Therefore, peering into the mirror of God's Word demands acting on what one sees. Now, though James is describing the behavior of an unsaved person, an individual who hears, who turns away from um, even believers are capable of this, of this negligence. And so this is why measures must be taken uh, to note the moments of conviction as they occur. Uh, the hearer cannot pause the sermon and while some application can take place immediately, sure, uh, some application cannot. Sometimes application requires a time of prayerful, soul-searching diligence, the kind, the kind of self-examination uh, that that the preaching event, uh, the act itself, does not facilitate. Um, it's where it pricks the heart, and it bleeds, and a person needs to feel that bleed. They need to know that they're bleeding. They need to know how to stop that bleeding. So the the hearer should carefully note matters of conviction in such a way that they can return to that later. Uh, In so doing that, the faithful hearer will prove themselves um, a doer of the word and will secure the blessings that are promised in verse 25, which is, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. This man will be blessed <clears throat> in what he does. So James sets forth a contrast between two kinds of hearers. And that's the reality. There are two kinds. And you listening to this podcast, there are two kinds. When you preach something uh, to the brethren this coming Sunday, there's going to be two kind of hearers. Both hearers look with purpose. Um, nor is it in what they look at, since both peer into the mirror of God's word. Instead, it is in what they do. Thereafter, a, a deluded hearer forgets what they hear and, and does nothing, but the effectual doer abides by it. They obey what they hear, they respond to it, and put it into practice. The result uh, in the richest blessing of this life, uh, one that Scripture highlights um, in, in a host of different places. And let me let me give you some of these for your notes: uh, Psalm uh, chapter one one through three, chapter one nineteen one through two, uh, Luke eleven twenty eight. Uh, it results in inner inner joy, real contentment, and lasting sanctification in God. Putting putting what is heard into practice inevitably requires repentance. It, it must. Um, let me give you six six ingredients. We're we're around the holidays. Let me throw some ingredients around. Let's cook up something that's good. <clears throat> six ingredients that that connect with this kind of idea. The first is conviction of sin. A person must be convicted. Of sin, and this is an awareness of one's guilt before God—not persons, not other people, but before God. Because, as David said years ago, "Lord, against you and you only have I sinned." Um, what he meant was is that he's the final straw. That's where the sin begins, and it begins with God. It provides a clear sense that something is wrong, and identifies what it is. That's something that we must do. We, we, the first ingredient is the conviction of sin. Uh, number two, the second ingredient is sorrow for this sin. Now this sorrow is expressed in in varying different degrees, and it accompanies all repentance. Second Corinthians seven verse nine. It is not self-centered. It nor is it born out of the consequences of one's sin. Instead, it is God-centered. It sees the offense as first and foremost against Him. As I said a while ago, Psalm fifty-one verse four. The third is confession of sin, or the confess. Uh, this, this involves prayerful confession to God, but it also includes looking to Christ as a propitiation for sin. Uh, fourth is the abhorrence of sin. This is where a believer's disposition to sin changes, where they begin to hate the things that God hates. The fifth is, is turning from sin, uh, the actual act itself, the full completion of repentance. This, this is realized when a person uh, forsakes sin. It is the act of putting it off. And of putting on righteousness in its place. And the sixth, final ingredient, uh, the sixth is taking drastic measures against that sin. As was said from years ago, believe it was John Owen, be killing sin or your sin will be killing you. This is where a person takes serious steps to remove themselves from sin's path. Matthew 5, 29 through 30. It is not merely enough to hear the word. One must put the word that they hear into practice. They must be an effectual doer, and this calls for responsiveness to the word. So, listening and effective listening. Number one, from two weeks ago, from two days ago, it necessitates preparation. The second thing that it does is it necessitates the idea uh, I'm sorry, first is teachability, second is preparation, and third is action. If they're going to be effective listeners, they've got to be teachable. They have to be um, willing to listen, willing to do, uh, willing to be about whatever it is that they have heard. So this episode, brief as it is, rolling on eight minutes and 42 seconds as we are. want to give that nugget to you. Uh, take what you've learned. Give it to the brethren. Uh, make a sermon out of it. Um, it bless other people. Uh, as I've been blessed studying it, uh, and especially in regards to hearing. And don't forget, preacher, that you're the one who hears first. You are the one who must be molded first. Your heart must be cleansed first. You first have to have a teachable heart, not not go to the Scripture with a lens on certain topics and certain subjects, whether we're talking about the Holy Spirit, whether we're talking about worship, whether we're talking about eldership, whatever whatever it is. You have to be first an effective, teachable person. Then you've got to be a person who has prepared their heart to receive it and then to actually do that work that you see in the Scripture. That's how the Holy Spirit works in our lives in those regards. Uh, be prayerful about that. Thank the Lord for that and uh, be open to those things and push you out of your comfort zone. So may God bless you in your um, preaching and in your teaching and in your personal listening to the Word.